Sports Talk Show Live in the studio Today is Friday It's Friday Demery Lachey Kurt Felkeller In studio Kwame Lasseter is making His way Through on some Shaky tires right now So uh, Hopefully Surely he makes it Makes it in here Very very soon But it is Friday uh, Woke up This Friday Excited You know It's Friday it's Coming for the weekend Got some friends Coming to town and Excited for the weekend Thinking about even Going to golfing I saw Legacy had Something going with thirty-five dollars, eighteen holes. Get a burger and a beer when you're finished or before you start, depending on whenever you want to wow. indulge in it. That says something. Yeah. So <laughs> exactly, but uh, as you know, the the day goes on, morning goes on. So with the day kind of just starting off, uh, did kind of a downer. Yeah, it went from a great morning to a a down morning, and it, it got. It got pretty difficult um, with the passing of head coach, head NFL coach, and uh, longtime NFL coach Danny Green, Dennis Green. Thirteen uh, years. Danny Green, thirteen years in the NFL, and spent some ten years with the Minnesota Vikings as a head coach, and then uh, what, two or three years out here in Arizona, three right? Years, three years with Arizona. Died way too young. Sixty-seven. Way too young. Sixty-seven. Yeah. And. That right there, I mean, that tells you right there. Cardiac arrest, knowing that it can happen at, at any time, any fatal time, you know, that's a disease and a struggle that, you know, can come within one's body and it can take you away in a heartbeat. And Man, literally, it, you know, it, that's the figure term of it. And uh, so sad for him to go right now and just remembering the great, wow. the great times, you know, the great impact on lives that he's touched. I know he was... Spent some time even with Kwame, I think, as a player. Uh, when Kwame was a player and Danny Green being the head coach, I remember he discussed several stories, several little stories about yeah. Danny Green. And, and Kwame's on the line. Yeah. Even. So, so uh, Kwame, do you have any thoughts on, on your remembrance of uh, Coach Green? Yeah, I do. Uh, it was, first of all, the news was tragic. Uh, when I hear it, heard it this morning, and he um, close to home for a lot of reasons, as you know, that I have a, you know, a heart situation. But for uh, to be gone on this planet, off this planet, at the age of 67, it's crazy to me. Uh, Denny Green, you know, what he was to a lot of players or to the league, uh, I don't remember him through the sound bites. I remember as how many great players that he's coached, how many, you know, starting off even at the 49ers, winning a couple of Super Bowls with those guys as a receiver coach with Jerry Rice and Taylor and those guys. And then uh, Stanford, Northwestern, going 15-1 and one with the Minnesota Vikings. He's put his work in, he's put his time in. And, and the great thing about it is when your players have the admiration, the admiration for you, uh, it, it goes a long way in the, who a guy is. And unfortunately, we got to talk about him and his passing and not why he's alive. And I'm always had a problem with that. Don't say anything about me when I'm gone. Say it to me right now. If you have something really actually to say, but yeah. Denny Green, man, he he will be missed uh, a great deal throughout the league. 
And it's just way too young. And I guess, uh, and that's the thing I think is, as I start thinking about my own mortality, you know, it's it's strange how, you know, we lose people so unexpectedly, and it should hopefully reinforce the idea of how fragile life is and that live every moment, be in every moment of every day and get the most out of it that you can. And and Denny Green certainly did that. I mean, he, he was not a guy who did not... Uh, had plenty of zest and zeal uh, for life yeah. and enjoyed it. Absolutely, and, so. and you're right. You look at your, we look at our own mortality, and that's that's right around the corner. He said, seven, you still have a legitimate, strong twenty, twenty-five years of your life, depending on how well you're taking care of your body up to that point." But uh, the the life expectancy for a male is, you know, you can live to you seventy-eight. Hey, uh, I on a, on a bad on a bad life. Well, a- absolutely, and I read yesterday that if you aren't prepared to live between ninety and ninety-five, mm-hmm. from a financial right. standpoint, you have severely undercut yourself because that seems to be where everybody is trending, mm-hmm. and that. So you're right. I mean, he, literally twenty-five years he probably had left Jesus. in most cases. And yet, today, here we stand, and, and my only hope is that, uh, from what I understand, it was a, a major cardiac arrest, so hopefully he, he died before he hit the ground. Um, I had a v- very good friend of mine, Troy, who, was, uh, who w- died at the age of 47 from a massive heart attack, and here was a guy who uh, played basketball at Emory and was as fit as a fiddle. I mean, this dude was an Adonis. Yet he died out on the golf course, and they said it was such a massive heart attack that he died before he literally hit the ground. And they said he was, he was out on the range hitting golf balls and literally uh, took the club back and fell down, and, it, and he was dead instantly. I never, I wow. never want to see it. Nobody that tough or that hard or that callous to want to see somebody go through anything like that. But if, if that's to happen to one of any of us, then that's the probably... Before I hit the ground, let me be gone. So you're yeah. damaged, you know. Yeah. Yep. And unfortunately, because you know, you you think about the stress in his life, which football is stressful. But Denny Green loves to fish. He loves being out on the Oh boat. yeah. This guy is always out on the ocean uh, fishing. So uh, you, it's one of the things I do around the valley now is, is I get people's heart check. And Alain Spangler and I, we we put, we put together a. A uh, MRI, not MRI, ultrasound, and get a lot of people out checked. When I start doing my camp, there will be no kid that will be able to participate in my camp until he or she get their heart checked. Because a lot of kids, we've done it before, but a lot of kids didn't know. We found some. Absolutely. I, I myself found that I had a heart condition just by going to get a physical, just by going to get checked. And when you start to do that, you, you don't. It, the heart house becomes a uh, strange situation where you're like, oh, I didn't know Paul had a heart condition. I didn't know he had this because a lot of us don't go get checked nowadays. The older you get, the more you get checked is what I say. It's a great, that's a great uh, public service announcement from Kwame Lasseter Sports Talk Radio right there because, it, honestly, we as men, there's a lot of, we as men, we all think that we're macho and right. this stuff isn't going to happen to us. And I, how often have we seen the, some of the best college players coming, getting prepared for the NFL, NFL draft, and they find out about an irregular heartbat or a, an enlarged heart or something, yeah. 
going through their physicals for the draft. This happens Mm -hmm. every single year. There are several players that learn something about their health and what puts them at risk. Yeah. Now, would you change your perspective of what you were going to do during college if you knew, by the way, I've got an enlarged heart and I'm not going to be able to play in the NFL? I mean, I would, to hear that at a young age, it would shock me and it would throw, I I would have fear. Like, what if I go too hard? What if I'm not exercising my heart the right way? It'll it'll bring a ton of fear when you're a young kid, young individual, especially, uh, you know, in college, you don't necessarily, you you shy away from it. You think you're invincible. Yeah. We all all thought we were Superman. It was a kid yesterday that passed away for Oklahoma State. Yeah. Kid, just a junior college transferred to the basketball program, went through a workout, mm. collapsed, and yep. uh, passed away yesterday. So it is a and that's unfortunate. That's, that's very yeah. unfortunate that, that, that you know he didn't even get a chance to live his life. He was on the cusp of doing some some things that correlated with his dreams and goals, but he didn't even get a chance to live his life. Uh, it's, yeah. it's what you know. This I don't know how you pinpoint this or, or what, but you made a, a pretty good point when you found when you said. If I know I'm going to have these problems, what, how do I approach college now? And that's why we always call them student athletes. But if you're you're in the business of winning football games, they they are um, athletic students. So that yep. mindset has to change tremendously as far as what worst case scenario happens. At least you went to school for the right reason, yeah. And not just say I play football because you started this thing since you was ten years old. So your heart's been working overtime since then. If you was that caliber of an athlete. Yep. Or mm-hmm. even an overachiever to be the best. So your heart has been working at that level for a long time. So I learned a lot of athletes with enlarged heart, hearts, but they're able to they're able to live through this thing. But when they cure a virus or a flu or anything attacks it, it becomes detrimental to their health. Absolutely, mm-hmm. and you got to take care of yourself. So. Absolutely. Rest in peace, uh, Coach Green. And, uh, you know, but there's other NFL news. Um, yeah. Le'Veon Bell yeah. is facing yeah. a four-game suspension, which he served one last year yes. for having marijuana and being pulled over with the DUI uh, with his buddy LeGarrette Blunt, who, no pun intended, but constantly has blunts, it seems. Uh, but he didn't actually test positive for marijuana or anything, but he actually he actually missed a test. So right. that's what I'm wondering. How do we feel about this? He, he had to know he was scheduled to take a test, right? I definitely know. If he didn't know, if he didn't know, the people in his circle knew. Because that's how the NFL worked. They don't just touch on, obviously, the first outlet, is contacting an NFL player, the employee, Le'Veon Bell. He knew from time in, time out. He, the trainers knew, the coaches knew. You send reminders to one another back and forth. And then the people around you. You got people in your circle, hey, man, don't forget about that test. Or, hey, you know, the NFL, trust me, they can cut, they contact the inner circle as well. So he definitely knew about this test. How do you pass this up? Why do you pass it up? If you don't, I don't know if you guys can hear me. All right, there we, we go. go. There we go. Mic check one, two, three. Welcome in. Wow, hey. it's like you walked through a wall. Matt, I have been known to do that. <laughs> With a handle. Superman. I've, I've been known to have to do that too. <laughs> to walk through um, a wall. Yeah, but no, Le'Veon, he knew. I, I, well, I had to do a drug test uh, in Arizona, and they hang around until you have to use the bathroom. But if you don't have to use the restroom, you don't have to use it. But they say, well, non-compliance means you guilty and you get a strike. Le- Le'Veon Bell and his situation he had last year with the uh, the other idiot, 
Yeah. Maybe, maybe, yeah. Maybe he thinks it's not out of the system and he don't want to have any trace or even when you try to mask it, they see that. Yeah. So that becomes a problem mm-hmm. with you, especially after having one incident uh, a year ago. I think, you know, it's, it's unfortunate that you you got everything in front of you. You got the world in your hands as far as you see it and you choose to be an idiot instead. You can smoke well, weed anytime you want to. It wants to leave. Once you're in the program, it. though. Once you're in the program, you're in the program. They're going to yeah. randomly check you, and, and mm-hmm. you never know. Uh, and it's unfortunate that you are in the program. Because that's stupidity to end up in the program. Selfishness, yeah. You're selfish. You, you, yeah. We, we was counting on you to win football games right. from the running back position. And you know when you're going to be tested weeks in advance of yeah, this. Yeah. That's the thing that, that continues to mind-boggle me. Right. And now, I, I think we're jumping a little bit ahead because he is in the appeal process, he may have an absolute legitimate reason of why he missed that test. However, I hope it's a legitimate reason. Yeah, funeral. Yeah, yeah. It better be. It better be something pretty tragic. It better be the birth of one of his kids, or it better be a funeral. Because other than that, you. you I mean, this is the business of football. This NFL. would be the third year in a row he's been suspended. Now I was going to say that. Yeah, this second time around would have been what ten games. Yeah. Yeah. The second he's second strike be, is ten games. Yeah, he's up with for a contract. Drug and the drug policy. Yeah, he's up for a contract this year. Who goes, who's going to pay him? And how good is he? I'd rather he's not show good. up and just he's take awesome. another four games. Yeah, he, oh. he's hey, awesome. What you saying? If he's positive, if he would have tested, I, I mean, I'm just throwing it out there. I, I don't hate, know. I, I hope, hate. like you said, like you said, I hope it's a legitimate reason. But it right. has to be. However, in Kurt's uh, voice box, it's literally. <laughs> however, <yeah>. however. <laughs> If I'm Le'Veon Bell and I failed a drug test last season yeah. and I got another one coming, I just don't feel too confident about this one. I'm a yeah. bad test taker. Then I'm saying <laughs> you're a bad <laughs> test taker. You have wash, a hard time peeing in a up, cup. Wash it up to a test. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm not taking retest. I'm <laughs> saying you, test later. But you, that, but obviously, but you can't. Once you're in the program, you can't. A missed right? test is the same as a failed test. failed test. Once okay. you're in the program, so. I mean, either way, it's stupid, but, but he is going through the appeals process, and I'm kind of, here's where I struggle. I'm a little angry that this actually comes out now, and here we are talking about it, yet we don't have all the facts. Uh, I don't know. It, we, we, the, then we're irrationally indicting him. Yes, absolutely. I mean, we're, we're definitely prosecuting him without all the facts here. Um, but there is another athlete out there who just had a meeting last week with Roger Goodell. By the way, voted as the most hated person in sports. Hmm. Interesting. It was between he and Draymond, I think. But, um. <laughs> well, Roger didn't kick any. He didn't break a man along. He didn't kick anybody in the groin. Well, maybe but, he did. Well, he, he must have. He, he kicked him someplace. But so, so uh, Josh Gordon met with uh, Roger Goodell. Oh, he has the ability to, to ask for reinstatement August 1st. It came out and said they wouldn't be able to deliver a decision until probably the beginning of the season. Now, help me understand this. You met with Roger Goodell, and I'm sorry, but it's pretty specific on what you had to do and not do Mm -hmm. during that period of time. Either you did or you didn't. It's empirical data. It's black and white. This is not something you need to think about. Either you're going to let this guy in or not. And why would you then say, Yes, he can reinstate August 1, and you know he will. Why will it take you more than a month to determine whether or not you're going to accept his reinstatement? Help me understand that. This is the uh, 
reason, this is one of the reasons of many why the NFL is so popular. Well, we drag out stories, so your mind is always occupied with football. When when there's no football, there's always football. We we somebody come up with uh, like a Le'Veon Bell breaking news, or something tragic as Denny Green situation. Right. It is always football. To your point, Carrick, you know whether you're gonna reinstate this guy yes. or not. You know the answer yes. to this. My you, I don't know. What are you waiting for? Maybe to see what he do from the time that meeting happens to the time we reinstate him or not as reinstate him. If I make that decision on Josh, he don't play another down in the NFL. Well, they made that you decision before with Josh Gordon. Like you said, you want to drag out the story. You want to see what happens between that August 1st date and now. Because the Josh Gordon, as we all know, he would go restate himself. A month later, not even a whole month later, something will happen. Yeah, so then, I've seen then, this story play out before. So he, So let's take our time. Uh, you know what? This is a small issue because, Josh, this is like the third time you tried to reinstate yourself. Yeah. We got more important things I need to worry about right now. So we're going to see how you act. I mean, he probably didn't say this face-to-face. Maybe he did. The NFL right now let's is getting ready for how we can make uh, – this is about more about Denny Green than Josh uh, Gorman. How are we going to uh, – yeah. Put a better light, not a better light, but a daylight on Denny Green and not Josh trying to be reinstatement. Josh, reinstatement for him? I I could care less. See, it bothered me too because it bothers me with somebody with that great of a talent. This guy could be a Hall of Famer at the rate he was going. But mentally, you decide to do what you want to do when you wanted to do it when there was other guys around you. Football is a team sport. You can't yeah. do it by yourself. I don't care how great Tom Brady is. He's not great without those other 10 guys on the field and without that coach. Now, he might amass some knowledge of the game where he can go out there and slow the game down see some things, but no one is great by themselves in football. Well, that's true. I, I However, however, <laughs> I think that you're crippling in an organization. You're crippling a brand-new head coach in Cleveland. Cleveland. Um, I, I don't know. I, I just don't understand why you wouldn't make a decision when it's time to make a decision. Why do you need to protract it out? Eat And like you said, Demery and Kwame, we know where they're predisposed today. Mm-hmm. He doesn't even have to apply for reinstatement. We already know that. Right. <laughs> so um, why do you want to drag it out? And especially you're making but, – but it should be a non-story because he, he's screwed up so often. Right. So I, I, I agree with uh, Demery because I would be – if I'm Roger Goodell or the NFL – Roger Goodell. Um, he's going to do something. As soon as I reinstate him, he's going to throw an egg on my face. Well, he did it He did it what, four months ago. Yeah. He applied for reinstatement and was denied because he did something stupid again. He, he You know, I think he, oh, he failed his B test, not as it was an AB. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was, yeah, like, yeah. That was like secondhand smoke. Right. Yeah. He, but, but, and literally <laughs> by a very, very tiny, the most minuscule margin, he failed the test, but he did fail the test. But the NFL saying, don't be around that. Yeah. If you're uh, already in trouble, don't be absolute, around Absolutely. Yeah. Which is why Johnny Manziel is such a nightmare. But we can talk oh, more yeah. about that after we take this quick break, and cool. we'll we'll come back on the top of the uh, second segment on that. You're listening to Kwame Lasseter Sports Talk. Demery Lachey, Kwame Lasseter, Kurt Feldkiller here. Stick and stay. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. 
If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Can you say hook, line, and porker? We're scratching both the hunting and fishing itch this week on The Revolution with Jim and Trav by embarking on a combination hog hunting and fishing trip. Tune in for expert advice from Hal Schaefer and Greg Zipidelli of Drop Zone, Fire Disc co-creator Griffin Jaggard, and Jeff Thomason of Predator Pursuit for how to limit out on the water, how to bag some feral hogs, and even how to prepare them. It's presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, and World Fishing Network. Friday afternoons at 1 Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Disco nights, party lights, it's all good for me. Thank God it's Friday. Let that go. Yeah, let that go. Let that go, baby. You know what's going to happen because I'm hearing this? I'm going to drink till I get drunk. You're drinking to get drunk tonight. I'm drinking to get drunk tonight. I've got uh, our friend Kiki's having a birthday party at the house tonight at 6.30. Kiki? No house? No, at, at the house uh, bar and restaurant there in Old uh, Town. See, I don't know those Old you Town You know the Lingos. house. I don't know the Old Town uh, Scottsdale Mangoes. No, I don't it's know. It's awesome. Them clubs. place is awesome. Is it? Oh, it, it, it's step. a half a block away from me, so I love that. You got to step the game, <laughs> you man. You going to a golf cart over there? I, no, I'm going to walk. Uh, I'll even, I'll even brave the heat. You the know, house, all of, it, It's all of 200 yards from me. Okay. You going to walk back? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. That's the point. I might just, after that, know who knows where I'm going to go afterwards. I mean, it starts at 6.30, so the evening's just starting. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's half hour time. fairly but early. Okay. Kiki and her friends. I'm going to, um, Kiki and her friends. I've decided. I'm, I'm having a car problem. I got 99 problems, and the car is one. Um... <laughs> <laughs> my, tire sh- my car was shaking, man. I thought I said, "What it was?" I thought it, I thought the road was bad, so I'm thinking, "Why my car is shaking?" It ain't, it ain't your car; it's the road. That's that what was I, first thought. That's yeah. What, yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. That's, that's me. Because I'm thinking, <laughs> how am I look Demre on the side of the road in a BMW on broke down on a wow. Friday? On a Friday, <sighs> you know what I'm doing. I, I got to get four new so, tires. Yeah. Did you have the tread separate? No, I didn't. Because that would create the shaking. If the tread is separating from the tire, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna show you, I'm gonna tell you how to stop the shaking. And when I run it into the lake, and then it, it can't. <laughs> no, no, no! Get the four in. new tires. <laughs> get the four new tires. <laughs> do run not run that beautiful car into the lake. <laughs> I'm gonna run into the lake. Don't do but it. I'm Don't gonna, do it. So I was gonna go to discount, get some tires. <laughs> now I decide I'm just gonna get a, uh, just get a car for the weekend. And then you gotta get me a Rocky Point car. Got to. Yeah, well, I, 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 you I were looking at a couple for. I was, was, I was. I sent it to both of you guys. Yes, yeah. and I can't believe you didn't get that one because that was perfect. No. Well, it was perfect because it looked like it. yours. That's why. Just saying. I didn't want you to sit down a row and say, oh, you had to get what I got, huh? You just, hey, listen, you. Yeah, I would never, right never let that one go. <laughs> he just wants to copy I'm me. I'm waiting for him to get it. I'm waiting for him to get it. Yeah, I was like, damn, that's the same car Kurt has. Oh man, this is brutal. I know it's Friday. I got a, well, I, but I got a meeting so too. I'm not switch, taking it. Uh, y'all can switch Broncos for a day. <laughs> I didn't know Bronco. Although that was a good car when it first came out, the Ford Bronco. I'd love to get an yeah, old one. Me too. The one. Or was it the two? I like the Bronco two actually, two. a little bit smaller. Yeah. 
the the lot the Bronco was a massive automobile. Or Bronco. That's nineteen since you're so smart. That was uh Demry. That was nineteen <laughs> That was uh, before he was born. Stop. I was in the game. That was before you was in the game. I was in ninety two. I was out the You weren't even out of the womb. I was two years fresh. Fresh out the womb. You were born in nineteen ninety. Off the Similac. I was fresh. I was good. I was in college. God dang. Ninety two was my year. Was it? Yeah. You were two years old. So, and? That wasn't your year. That was my year. year I was, was walking, talking, I'm teeth sorry, growing. That's sad right there. <laughs> know what ice cream and cake is? I, I'm, hey. My pinnacle was when I was two. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a 92 is a great. Here we go. You say, I'm going to be a star. Ain't nobody right using the word but, pinnacle. But sometimes you people know. Anyway, only thing. Look. Sometimes people there know. There was no pinnacle in the area. I'm I knew when something was crossing over in my life. Like, everybody know, like, something good about yeah, to happen. Yeah, when you two years bad. old, yeah. Terrible tools, man. Oh, terrible tools. Yeah, okay. So, about, let me tell you about 92. At the end of last segment, <laughs> we were talking about, obviously, marijuana in the NFL, which is which is kind of interesting because there's at a crossroads here for the NFL. We just saw Eugene Monroe retire. Yeah. Uh, and he retired at 29 years old. How much money yeah, did yeah. he give up? $30 million? Easily. 29 years old. He, he had one big contract coming. Yeah. And then he could have stole two more years out of that. Easy. Yep. Easy. So, but he's always been a very huge advocate of the medicinal purposes of marijuana and mm-hmm. how it actually helps brain trauma and the rest of the uh, headaches and, and the other painkillers instead of using opiates. So, as we talk about Gordon and Le'Veon Bell, who I suspect was marijuana again if in fact he does end up testing positive or it's that's his challenge. Where are we with this? I mean, the NFL needs to really look into this and take it seriously because I I think and, and by the way, it was Booger McFarland who made Booker the stupid McFarland. statement. Booger McFarland. Wow. He was the one who made the stupid statement the other day of listen, it's illegal for a reason. You know, there there we know nothing about the effects of marijuana, which I'm going do you read at all? Mm-hmm. Well, and normally he's a smart dude, and I, I like him mm-hmm. for the most part, but he was completely ignorant on this issue. Somebody told him to talk like that. Because when you, when you hear stuff like that from guys who are intelligent or guys who would have done, if you know nothing, but if you've done some research as far as reading, yeah. you, you, you couldn't say that. Yeah. You could say that. I, yeah. I've been around guys where marijuana have done two or three different things to them. S- some guys get hungry. Some guys get relaxed. Some guys, you know, they want to keep going. But... What it does to certain guys and what our different chemicals, three of us in here in the studio now, our different chemicals and what it does to us. That's why Jake uh, Plummer is a huge uh, advocate for mm-hmm. the CBD. Right. The, mm-hmm. um, it heals your body, heals you fast, and you can see what it does to cancer patients, uh, uh, you know. Seizures. Well, even seizures, Jake, seizures. Jake has the, well, he has. Migraines. The, yeah, the migraine yeah. issue and yeah. the headaches. And you, you recover faster. And saying, you would yeah. think the NFL want you to recover faster. But you can put somebody on it while they're out of the game. Let's say I, I'm, I'm out for four or six weeks. Put me on that so Absolutely. I can recover fast. And then do some. Then do your CAT scan and brain scan. Or, well, same yeah. thing. But uh, then do your uh, concussion protocol on me and see how fast I recover. Yeah. Why don't Why don't we make part of the study, the introduction of marijuana, why you're not able to play? And yeah. see what is the impact and how fast it actually allows you to recover. And once again, by the way. You know, I think it was Jake that shared with us mm-hmm. that the NFL spent hundreds of thousands of dollars on this study and now actually hold the patent to it. Hold the patent wow. to this mm-hmm. and will not release it for their own players where they know the benefit. 
that it has got a neurological uh, pathway resistance and, and other right. brain injury challenges. Um, and, and that doesn't even get into the pain-killing issue of you know, medicating with marijuana versus the opiates, which are destroying your inner body completely, your kidneys and your, your pancreas and liver, and, and liver. Everything is being destroyed internally when these guys are popping pills, taking injections. And, I mean, there's, there's a freaking line before every game yeah. with injuries. Calvin Johnson spoke about that a yeah. couple of weeks ago. Hey, but, and nobody wanted him to do it because he told the truth. You can only speak on what you know or what, or what you've been through. Uh, anything else you speculate? Well, it ain't like we haven't been hearing about it. I yeah. think with Calvin Johnson, just a f- first year fresh out of retirement, yeah. it was well, a bigger, yeah. more of a, oh, wow, this, it this really happens. Yeah, hey, it's still happening right now. I will tell you, back in the USFL, right. which we, you get on the bus, and literally the trainer is walking through with a, with <laughs> a, a picnic platter. basket of of different things. How do you feel? What you know? Do you need an anti-inflammatory? Do you need a painkiller? Yeah. Do you need? I mean, it's handing it out like freaking candy. Mm-hmm. Mm. And and the NFL thinks this is some little secret. Are you kidding me? They um I, I, like when it comes out for a big star like a, a top receiver or right. a guy who's just retired. Uh, they're like, well, why, why are you talking about this now? This is what he knows. This is what. It, this is why. Let you talk about the uh, retirement of guys at an early age, twenty nine years old. Uh, Megatron, he's retired. It's because we want you to play more, but we don't know what you had to do to play. We didn't right. know you had to take this, or you took an Advil, or you took a Toradol shot. Got to take B twelve for a little bit of energy. We don't know these things. We just want to see you on Sunday. Give us what we pay for on Sunday, which mm-hmm. what we pay for doesn't equal up to it does nothing for us in our contract that that's not the the bigger picture sit down and listen to these guys do do the study back then because mm-hmm. i often wonder um when football started i know when i first came in the league guys used to smoke at halftime I, I didn't think you could do that anyway i don't know why you would do that anyway right. you smoking you about to play a football game you, you just played the first half you smoking a cigarette yeah i'm like you how is that possible that you about to play football, you smoke a cigarette. That stuff, when you're well, addicted, it is a powerful narcotic. Yes, but it's also, so you know, cigarettes would give you a buzz. It'd give you a high. That was the, That's the addictive factor of tobacco is that it does give you a little bit more of a yeah. bump in energy. And it's a depressant, uh, food depressant, I, I believe. Yeah, suppressant. Uh, yeah, hunger suppressant. But, but you know, your energy and your oxygen, that's what I wonder. Because I right. was afraid to even drink while I played uh, football. And that's not even in during the pro. season. Yeah. I, I wouldn't drink during the season. Well, same thing drink. with. That's uh, later on in my years. Yeah, the same but, thing with the stereotype with baseball players in the, in the dip. Why do they dip? Yeah. But see, uh, they say it gives you a. I don't even gives do you a, it. I never tried it. I, uh, I tried it. I've never Corey tried Chavis, it. Chavis, thank you very much. It made me high as hell. It I made right. me high that's, that's what a lot of my. And I ended up puking yeah. my guts out. That's what I did. Later. I threw up. Right. No, later. I threw I up. I didn't know. I, and, and I had leaf, by the way, too. I didn't have any of those mm-hmm. wimpy little packets. Package. Yeah. No, no. I didn't do anything. Oh, no, you, you had a packet in I'm there. I'm big man. Yeah. You know, and I'm slapping that leaf in there. And I. I have no idea how to handle this stuff. <laughs> no idea. You're supposed to think you've heard it. I'm laughing, buzz. and I'm, oh, and then I just got sick as a dog. I remember getting sent off the practice. Get out get of here. Get off the field. Yeah, get, get off, off the, the field. field. I, I throw up, and I have to mm. use the bathroom. Oh. I don't know. It does something to me. It runs right through me. I, I've tried it probably, Demery. I probably tried it 
a strong five or six times because I say, okay, yeah. like when we were on a golf course, I say, oh, let me get a quick buzz. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I try to take it out real quick. Mm-hmm. You cannot, if you don't do that, you can't keep it in your mouth. That mm-hmm. thing buzz uh, you uh-huh. like this and yep. you can't drive. I'm dizzy. Uh, I, my whole day is ruined. You want medication to get to you quick, stick it under your tongue stick and let it, it hold there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it works fine. It's the same thing with tobacco. Yeah. It would kick your butt. But these are the reasons why but I might we, dip we have to look. We have to look at, you know, what are the true impact of marijuana? Because I promise you that alcohol is probably more destructive to your body as an athlete than marijuana can be. I would agree with that. So, I would have to do some studies, but I, find, I will find my studies will be correct. So, J.J. Watt. Mm-mm-mm. Had surgery on his lower back. He knew what he was doing. You know, <laughs> clearly he does not want to be part of of, uh, of training camp. But here's my – and, again, I understand that, but if you're J.J. Watt, you don't have to participate in preseason anyway. You look what he did last Why year. Why didn't he do this Thank you. right after the season was over with and get it done? How often do we see this? I see this in major sports all the time, whether it be baseball or football. <laughs> you see this all the time. Yeah. I'm going to have surgery right before training camp opens. That don't make sense. I don't care if the surgery is minor. Somebody went in your body yes. and touched your back. Yes. No, I don't, I, don't, I don't agree with it, but it happens all the time. You're going to have surgery right before camp. Now you're starting off on the uh, pup list. J.J. Watts. You don't want to be perceived as a guy, a superstar, not having to go through training camp. That is perfectly fine with me because I know what you can do. I know what you're going to bring yeah. to the table. But what, it, what happens with that, and all of us know football, is that well, now you've got a quarterback and now you have an offense that could potentially keep up with your defense because the defense is the, that's the main focus on that team as a unit. Right. But now we got somebody who can keep you guys off the field, come in fresher than you are and not have to play 80 to 90 plays a game. Right. But you decide to have surgery right before training camp. Tra- training, training camp is starting right now or next week mm-hmm. for a lot of teams, mm-hmm. depending on who has – who's in Most the Hall of team, Fame game? Almost all team, Green Bay Green and Bay Indianapolis. And Indianapolis. So they're practicing right now. Yeah. They're about to start right now. Yeah. In fact, in fact, teams start today. Yeah. Green Bay and, and who else? Indianapolis. Indianapolis. Uh, plant, they practice in the day. They showing yeah. up today. I mean, there's so many stupid things that I just don't understand. And, uh, you know, I don't know. But this is this is you know Roger Goodell I guess and, and is he the most hated man in sports? I no, would, I would yeah I wouldn't say I wouldn't think he is. Who's more hated than Roger Goodell? Well, a big time guy like him or just period? Period in sports. Who's in more sports? hated? Mm, that's a great. Question. Who's more hated than him? That's a great uh, question. There's Roger a lot of names. There. Roger Goodell's in there. I think LeBron is at the table still. Oh. Kevin Durant right Kevin now. Kevin Durant has yeah. I don't he's in the door. That. We could talk Kevin about Durant, but I don't room. understand that. Yeah, but he's in the room. I'm talking about like even the own, you did something wrong. Because what those guys do, they didn't do anything yeah, wrong. His own uh, associates, even in the NBA, are talking bad about him about the meetings they had. Jay Crowder. Went off the other day. Say so he gave him some uh, game plan. Right. I'm like, he gave him the game boy, plan. What is wrong with you? Sensitive. Oh, here's the guy we were sticking What's up the other day. You? I think it was Jamal Crawford. We say if he went somewhere else and played. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Sixth yeah. man of the year. Um, yeah, but, uh, I mean, that's a great uh, question. The most hated man is Tom Brady. I will have to put him. Hate for what reason, though? Like, People hate Tom Brady. For what? Because he's good? Because. Kicks their butts on, yeah. on Sundays. See, those are idiots. That's a different hate. I'm talking about like. You've done some somebody. See, people think Roger Goodell has well, done I think something. It's, I think it's more of the Patriots organization, what they get away with, and how uh, Brady's being elected as the greatest of all time. And, is he? But they have 
stories behind closed doors. It's always something going on in New England. I would have to say I maybe Tom Brady. He gets a lot of hate Is because he, more he wins. Hated than Goodell. Because even like a Kobe Bryant, Kobe Bryant wins. Oh, Roger Kobe Goodell Brown, wins. Kobe Bryant was he was the too. biggest yeah. villain in the NBA yeah. during that era. But he won. Tom Brady is that same deal. Um, I can't. I don't the know. Most if I can answer man, that question. Yeah. Maybe Roger. I Roger. Roger I, I mean, you you Tom. you named somebody and you put yeah. a, you gave some uh, background. Well, I think to I have so. to go with Tom Brady. Yeah. I I, 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 I think Roger Goodell is the significantly more hated than Tom Brady. Is he number one though? I can't find in my own mind as I try to go back. I can't I'm think of a singular single athlete. It might have been Don King at one time, but <laughs> he, now he's irrelevant. Yeah, that was true. Don King and all the uh, corruption. Like you, all you, his you, corruption. Was, you would watch a boxer fight. You say, "Oh, he killed that guy. He can't." What's the delay for? Go ahead and um, say he won. Yeah, and, and then and the, other the other guy person wins. wins. That's and, crazy. And what comes out? Don King says there's going to be a rematch in six for bigger months. money, for bigger money. It was. Yeah, so oh, that was, I, yeah. I still I can't think of a single individual who is more hated in sports than Roger Goodell. Is he hated because he makes forty million dollars a year? I don't think a lot of people know his money uh, like we know it, but I think he's. I think they see what he does to athletes, but they need to see what the athletes do to themselves first. Because I, I, that's mm-hmm. a that is a tough job now. If I got, if I have to hate Roger Goodell or the NFL PA, it would be the NFL PA who gave him all that power. You gave him all that so power. So Demora Smith actually could be yeah, right but, up but there. don't nobody know Demora Smith. He's just a puppet. Well, uh, don't nobody know him. I I want to call him and get him on this show. I would love to talk to him because I'd love to try to understand who he talks to and how he decides what's important and for what is players for the players' perspective. Um, because it certainly seems like they've missed a lot lately. In well, this you, last collective bargaining agreement, I don't think that there's any question who won this deal. And 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 what sickens me is that when it's a collective bargaining agreement, it was a ten-year deal. Too. It should be a win-win proposition. You right. need to find common ground, not hey, I win, you lose, <laughs> right. type of thing. And I and I think that if I'm a player right now, that's how I feel. Yeah, because it's a ten-year deal. You can't do anything for ten years. You can. Ask to come back to the table. You can request it. You can. It's not. I gotta wait ten years for us to even uh-huh. get something better out of the deal. It, it's kind of like Gene Upshaw. Gene Upshaw was a. He stated, and probably how uh, De Marie Smith got the job is he went opposite of what Gene said. Gene said, "I'm for the current players only." Yeah. So a guy could retire tomorrow, and he, he's he no longer a, for you. No, it's no that that couldn't make sense for me. You, how about a Brett Favre who played twenty years in the National Football League, and after his he retired, the day he stopped playing, he's no longer uh, an NFL affiliate for as far as Gene Upshaw yeah. is concerned. Then you got uh, Demore Smith, com- Smith comes in and saying, "Well, I'm for all the players," and that's how you get the job because everybody wants to be included in something. So they voted him in, but they voted him in not knowing. So it looks to me like he sold everybody out. Yep. You put Tom, you, you put Tom Brady out in front of uh, everything and say, all right, you Tom Brady, you should be able to fight the NFL. Go get him. Now Tom Brady's going to miss four games. Absolutely. And I think he was. they didn't give him very good counsel. Because they don't have any money. The, NF, the, the Player Association didn't give him very good counsel. We're going to take a, our last break of the day, and we're going to come back. We'll continue on this. And I'm going to offer up something that I think – shows very positively about the most hated man in sports, Roger Goodell. We'll have that right after this quick break. 
The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need to bitch his ass and then move on. I just just think that the coach made a mistake. All crazy. (laughs) NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific time 3 p.m eastern time on the voice america sports channel check your feelings at the door and enter the man cave don't let the name fool you because we're here for anybody that wants to talk and listen in host jd harris and ray austin are here to lead the forum from the fans former players owners execs and coaches while inside the man cave you do whatever you like we won't judge we'll even go beyond sports to talk technology current events and entertainment Tune in every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. That's getting drunk on Friday. That's that's special teams players getting ready <laughs> oh, to right 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 knock <laughs> their head down. <laughs> that is that's a gunner. You play that's that a gunner music on kickoff. Right you just exactly. score. You play that on kickoff. You got a three points. Well, we've been getting three points. And every time you see that person anywhere else, you hear that song. <laughs> when he make a tackle, yeah, like, you see man, that's his ultimate five second song right that's there. That's it right there. <laughs> oh my goodness! I think the best kickoff song though is uh, the Cheers one when you get in it when everybody at the bar. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I do Cheers. like that, too. Yeah. What? You ever seen Cheers? Yeah, I've seen, uh, yes, no, I know the show Cheers. you just had to think about it. <laughs> no, I didn't have to. They was at the, That's uh, we, at will, the we Will Rock You. Yeah, but no, yeah. you got, yeah, but at yeah. The, how they did it's it at the bar. And right. you're getting ready to kick off. Uh, you got that coming out that TV timeout. Yeah. And they play it right, like, 20. I like the song he just played. You just played. don't hang yeah, out in the bars enough. I like. <laughs> well, that ain't true. <laughs> that ain't going on in no bar. Well, that's your, that's not true. I apologize for making that uh, false statement. <laughs> you know, we were talking before we took the break, who is the most hated person in sports? And right now, I, I believe right now it is Roger Goodell. Mm-hmm. We The show within a show actually came up with some really good ones as well. Yeah. Sterling, the former owner yeah. of the uh, Clippers, he definitely was the most hated. But, you know... I, you got to give it to Silver, who took care of that issue, like, right now. Yeah, get Said, him out the way. no, you're out, and boom, I'm accepting the sale, and we're done. Yeah, it was done, because we got to get... Well, he that was the ace in the... Uh, the uh, who who was the... Um, Stern was the uh, former. Actually, yeah, Stern right. allowed it to happen. Right. Silver wasn't going to let it happen. Because mm-hmm. Stern... But but the, the, the politics and the, the, the stuff that comes with it is, I, I'm going to let this get away with this, because I know I'm leaving office as uh, David Stern. So I gave you an ace to hold right here. So when you come in, the players respect you more because you do this. When the players see that, they say, mm. "Oh, he's not taking any, sh- he's not taking any crap." Yeah. Uh, with this league, he you is the new commission. Shit. 
Sometimes. <laughs> I'm trying to, I, I don't want to cuss before I drink. Oh, that's true. I want to cuss while Because it'll come out yeah, then. Yeah, it'll come out then. <laughs> um, but yeah, he, he gave him an ace in the hole and said, look, here's the situation you can handle right here, and you get the respect because you have been an assistant for a long time. They don't respect you. Yeah. Like, we don't know. Jeremy showed us a picture of the NCAA guy. We don't know him. Right. Don't, don't know who he care. is, but we hate yeah. the, and the NCAA. I, and then I meet, uh, you know, because I, I say this a lot on the show. Yeah. Uh, I meet, you know, Roger Goodell. I, I'm running through the hall because I got a period bag, and he stops me to shake my hand and talk. I, I said, I'm running to the bathroom. And, <laughs> but then I'm, I'm like, damn, he's such a good guy. But what we see out there so, is. And that's interesting because I think media tends to create an image of somebody that that may or may not be true. And I'm going to throw some things at you about Roger Goodell of why maybe he shouldn't be the most hated man in sports. I don't think that there's any question he is working on trying to make the game safer. He is working on it with the rule changes and everything else. I will also throw one other thing. He basically forced Elliot Perlman the head of the the health association for was, the NFL. I was waiting for to tell me who he was. He is. <laughs> he's the one that has been trying to suppress all of the and discredit all these studies on con- concussions and CTEs, and doesn't want the information to get out to the players. Roger Goodell clearly has had enough of him, <laughs> and and it said he was not going to be renewed. You're, I'm moving you out because you're doing something on my watch. Yeah, and and now so. I'm offering to you that I think Raj Goodell is working hard. He he does a he has a really terrible image because I think he's socially awkward. I don't think he I don't think he deals with people well. So you call him Tiger Woods because Tiger Woods yeah. is, Tiger Woods is socially Tiger Woods awkward. is a nerd. Yeah, he's, he's a awkward. geek. And then kind of like he and Peyton Manning, where you see these guys in a different light, you're like damn, you can actually be funny. You actually like the commercials and stuff like that. Yeah. But back to Roger Goodell and. I don't want you messing up anything on my watch. And, and, and the backlash that he gets is because everyone's talking about the concussion that he's trying to fix behind a closed door. He's trying to fix it, but I can't fix this while you're talking about it. Then I got to combat the sayings of uh, what people are saying out there. And then I'm trying to do the right thing. Yeah. Then I got to deal with a Josh Norman situation. Not yeah. Norman, but uh, Josh uh, Gordon, Gordon situation. Mm-hmm. He has everything to deal with because they gave him that much power. Mm-hmm. And then how do I get to it? You can never get to anything in a timely fashion. We all know that. You Absolutely. got too many people you got to answer to, uh, not answer to, but you try to make sure everything's right by them. So he has forced Elliot Perlman out. And I think that's a great thing for the NFL Players Association. Yeah. I think it's a great thing for the, the employees of right. the NFL, the players. And I think that's what saves Roger Goodell on this hatred list is he, as much bad as he's done, he's done tremendous things for the game, for the NFL as a business aspect. I like to have his job. He's a great, like you said, he's a great guy, you know, outside of the news and the media when he does something bad. I mean, you can literally pinpoint, count on your hand how many bad things he's done in the past, what, five years? Do we villainize him? Yeah, we do. Because, yeah, you know, because Kurt, you said something earlier about his uh, finances. When we find out how much money people make, we hate them. Yeah, I don't know why, but we want them to be successful. But yeah. we want we put them on a pedestal and then we bring them right on down. Mm-hmm. We hate right. them because we say, "What is he doing that he can make thirty-two million dollars a year?" Yeah. Well, you ask the thirty-two owners where he make why he's doing right. He right. writes them a check every oh. year for like two hundred eighty, at least two hundred eighty. I want to say two hundred forty-three to two hundred eighty dollars million million dollars a mm-hmm. year before the season starts. Yeah, right. That's before that you're taking your concessions, before you're taking your parking, before you're taking your season ticket licensing. Hey, straight cash, homie. Straight, <laughs> exactly. Randy Moss, where are you? Straight cash, homie. 
No, yeah. that's, but, that's no, yeah, driving. But, yeah, so, he can't be villainized. So here's a guy. Here's a guy who doesn't handle himself terribly well in public. He doesn't do a great job in interviews of defending himself elegantly. You know, because he I probably think, say, "Check my bank account." Well, um, he just. I don't even. He never talks about what he's paid, but he just doesn't. He doesn't know how. It's kind of like Bill Bill Bidwell. Who did all of that charity work that he has never gotten credit for? Oh yeah, he does behind the scenes. Done a ton, and everybody everybody thinks he's such a jerk, mm-hmm. but he's done a ton yeah. of charity work mm-hmm. and and does things for people. It's kind of like kind of like what what Donald Trump is about as well, where mm-hmm. he does all these great things that they don't talk about. But he put himself being, out there. But to he be puts an himself idiot. out there to be an idiot. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, I think Roger Goodell. Actually, it's a great idiot. Is a great idiot. He is a uh, great he's idiot. He's a savant. You know, you could be a savant. That guy yeah, is just he's, uh, he's socially awkward. Yeah. Uh, intelligent. We know that because you oh. don't get to that. You, you don't get to that point and not have some sense about you. Hey, he's negotiated Thursday night football. He's yeah. negotiated right. all of these things that have ex- five days of the week. This football. Oh man. Yeah. yeah. It, uh, when he does something bad, it's like, man, Roger, what do you think? I hate you yeah. for this moment, but then you go back and look at everything you're thinking done, about. Like, you're thinking man, about the Indianapolis Colts. I will be thinking about wait, the Cardinals. Wait a minute. I'm okay. Saying, okay. You you thinking about your favorite team? Like, yeah. why you put right. my favorite team in a situation like this? Yeah. Uh, you got Peyton Manning playing on Thursday and Sunday. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. You got him playing on back to back. You he played on Sunday. Then he got to come back and play Thursday. Right. Yeah. You. you play. Thanks for even giving the chance to allow us to get to this Thursday but in this Friday. So many people are benefiting off of what the decisions he's made oh. or the negotiations he's done. Putting NFL and nobody can win when the NFL is the top dog. I don't care yeah. how popular your sport gets, you're never gonna beat the NFL. And we talk about, well, in other countries, it's soccer. Yeah, yeah but you know, f- watch what's happening right now because I've re- I've been in meetings where football is going international. Football mm-hmm. is going, and you you talk about over in uh, Europe where they may play, they might put two teams over there. Those teams might fly here and stay for three to four weeks and play some NFL teams as they move back towards Europe and then teams from here going over there and play stay for about two to three weeks or two weeks. Well, there'll be a different team every week going over there for about two to three weeks. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's the plan, but I know that's, that's, that's the conversation. That's crazy. But well, what he's negotiating, man, a lot of people benefiting for him. We don't like it because we thinking about our favorite team. Yeah, I think the first international team is going to be in Mexico. Yeah, that's, cause that's easy. Makes too much sense. That's easy. Cardinals playing there, uh, played yeah. there before, and I think there's two teams playing there this year. Yeah, I think the Cardinals are one of them. Playing back over Mexico is it preseason? Because they no. did a preseason. No, I think they're no, doing a the regular season. Yeah, regular oh. season game. Yeah. Well, you had to you had to tamper with it because the Cardinals went in preseason. Yeah, and did and it was nice. It was I, packed. It's gonna be tough though. I, I mean, obviously. They can only play East Coast teams when you put somebody over in Germany or, or England. Well, uh, that's why there. I said this. Uh, you get somebody over in Europe, you got two teams over in Europe. Well, they're going to come over here and play probably, let's say, New York. Then they're going to play the uh, Kansas City Chiefs or the Dallas Cowboys. Then they're going to work their way west, fly back to the East Coast, play somebody on the East Coast again, and fly home. They're not going to come over here. So their road trips are going to be like four weeks. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, road trip be four weeks. That's that's you know cost. It's gonna be unfair, but it's, it's I unfair. Get it. But you know, cause you stand in hotels the whole time. Yeah, you got to find yeah. a practice facility. You practice somewhere new all the time. That's an experiment you you do during preseason. So I would certainly like to see Demora Smith step up and do what Roger Goodell is doing. Cause again, I I just think that he's been a little bit mischaracterized, even though he's done some stupid stuff. 
Here's another person who's done some stupid stuff but has made a statement to me. Ray Rice (laughs) came out and said that if he is signed by an NFL team this year, he will donate every single penny that he earns to domestic violence. He's an idiot. He's an idiot. Get it. He's trying to prove too much. Ray Rice, uh, yeah. you, you married you married the, the girl that he was accused of hitting. Well, we saw you hit her. Oh, you married the girl. It was a it was a dumb mistake to be made. Um, but you you're not gonna put your body through that. Maybe you will put your body through all that and give all that money away. Yeah, I think there, there's a couple things that that I want to defend him on. One, if you read the transcript of when he was first interviewed right. by the NFL. Mm-hmm. About this, he said, "I punched her in the face and knocked her out." He said exactly what he did, and that's when he got the two-game suspension. Mm-hmm. Then the video comes out, Double and Jeopardy. everyone wants to villainize him because they're going, "Well, we didn't know it was this bad." How? I'm sorry, <laughs> but he told you I punched her in the face and knocked her out. And it was a reaction because what, what she did, alleged to do, she was, was kicking and, and, and hit him and spit, and spit on, on him. You spit mm-hmm. on somebody, that's the ultimate disrespect. Yeah. You, you Again, no man should ever do that. Right. Mm. He did it in a moment of rage, clearly. <laughs> I give him a lot of credit. I give him a lot of credit for... Uh, for doing what he's done since this has happened. But, but you're right. He said everything that happened right in the beginning, and yeah. he actually told um, the Baltimore Ravens. Who's the Hall of Fame over there? That's Ozzie Newsom. Ozzie Newsom yep. told him. Ozzie, and I, I believe they told Roger Goodell or the yeah. NFL. They told the NFL. So, so when it was graphic. I knocked her out. It became more graphic when we get to saw it. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Mm-hmm. I had already yeah. pictured it going down like that anyway. I didn't need to see it. Right. You took knocked right out, out the league, took Kerry's point. You knocked somebody out. It's graphic. They took him right out the league. Yeah. yeah. And this guy still playing right now who has domestic. Who done killed somebody. Um, there's guys at forefront that have done more worse things than he has done. He married the girl. I don't think he married her because it was a uh, no. it was a ploy or, or let's get married so they could know this was a big mistake. It, yeah. We know it was a big mistake. Mm-hmm. I'm a I'm big on second chances. And uh, especially when somebody right there. when somebody like that, he has owned this like no one else. He's not Johnny Manziel. He's not uh, Josh Gordon. Speaking of, um, speak he's about, not. He's speak not. On it. Oh, Johnny Manziel! What a you're a flipping idiot. That's all I got to say. He had about a domestic that. issue, and they're talking about oh, him still one. getting a chance. Right when he come back. My goodness. What about Ezekiel Elliott? He's alleged with he's, a, a, yeah. a, a domestic case. Absolutely hitting his uh, lived-in room girl, girlfriend. What does that mean? What is a lived-in girlfriend? She lived with him. She's, in college. She lived with him oh, in college. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So. I think Ray Rice has owned this as much as you can possibly own it. He has not shied from criticism. He has not shied from anyone that wants to take him to the woodshed on it. He said, I deserve every bit of this. He does nothing. All he does now is talk about domestic violence issues. That's all the man does. That's his mission in Mm -hmm. life. And now he's offering, you give me a chance to play, I will donate every penny to charity. I... I don't know. I'm sorry. If, if if it's a, some people are saying he will never ever play in the NFL again, and I get it. I get it. He he frankly was looking at a diminishing return when he was about to come back anyway. Mm-hmm. But I, I would love to see him get a chance because I believe he's done everything humanly possible to capitulate mm-hmm. 
to what he's done. He's owned it. You should have seen how many women, so many women that came out with his jersey on uh, when he did that because he told he's, he owned up to it right away. Mm. Uh, but a lot of teams didn't want to take a chance on him because – yeah. They didn't want to do interviews about it. They right. didn't want that. Well, Distract- we get ready for yeah, exactly. it's a that. distraction. I get that. So, yeah. but but you 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 taking a guy's livelihood. Well, you can say he did that, but this guy still can this, play. This show went by way too fast. It always does, and it's Friday. So, yeah. and we didn't have Friday to- happy hour. We're gonna dig it. For, beer for breakfast. All right. <laughs> Join us in forty-seven <laughs> hours. We'll be back. We out. Thanks for tuning in this week. Join us every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time for another edition of Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Ah!